0: Hey everybody, Dave Hagan here. Today I wanna to talk about things we might be grateful for here in 2020. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast, Coronavirus Edition.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast. This is David Hagan coming to you from Topanga, California. Nick and Brian have the week off, so I just want to talk to you a little bit here today, just one-on-one, just, just you and me. So last week, we talked about having an attitude of gratitude. We talked about the fact that it can lead to a better sense of well-being, and it can lead to better health and a better thought process, and thus it can lead to financial success or financial wellness. That's how it relates back to the topic of the podcast. And so last week, we also spent some time talking about ways that you can work on or developing having this this attitude of gratitude. So if you didn't listen last week, you ought to go back and listen. Just last week was a short uh, episode. And uh, if you want more information, you go back to episode 144, even two years ago. So Last week, I said we'd spend a short period of time this week talking about what we might want to be grateful for, and that's what I want to do here today. So I know a lot of you out there are thinking, Dave, how can there be anything to be grateful for in this poop pile that we've called 2020? You know, there was the virus and the elections and race riding and a stock market that was falling through the floor. How can we find anything good in these kind of things? Is there anything to be grateful for? And of course the answer is yes. I can think of a bunch of things that we can be grateful for. Now I can't tell you about what you can be grateful for in your personal or family life. I mean, that's, that's for you. You need to sit down and, and think about that, but I'm sure there's been some good things that have occurred or some things that have, occurred that were good as a result of some bad things you know even in this difficult difficult year that's for you to think about but i have a couple of general things that i think that we can all be grateful for and certainly i'm grateful for um, first i'm grateful for some things that i've learned as a result of the virus now i was talking to nick before the show and i was saying you know i'm grateful for the virus and he goes dave that doesn't that doesn't sound right i don't think you're grateful for the virus I think you're grateful for some things we've learned from the virus. And I think he's right. So here's some things that I've learned from the virus and that I'm grateful for. Uh, Number one, we had a cure. As a country, we had a cure on paper within hours of it being posted online by the Chinese. That's amazing to me. We fed that sequence into our computers and our computers had a theoretical vaccine within hours. That's incredible. I'm grateful for that. Two, it looks like we'll have two, three, four vaccines ready to go by the end of the year. That's amazing. Normally it takes five to 10 years to come up with a vaccine. And we've done it in what? Eight months, nine months, whatever it is now. That's amazing. I'm grateful for that. Three. I think the virus has helped us to understand once again that we're all in this together. People are passing the virus off to other people. People don't know that they have it or passing it off to other people. This is an all interrelated thing, people, just like, just like our economies, just like in our environment. And I think it's underscored once again that we're all in this together. And I'm grateful for that. Four, I think the virus helped us to rethink our our personal hygiene. I mean, take dollar bills, for an example. I've always thought that dollar bills were kind of grungy. Um, They're passed around until they wear out, and then the mint retires them. Um, For men, anyway, normally they put it in their wallet, and they, they sit on it, you know, their big, sweaty wallet, and then they hand it out. Or you get bills back from a restaurant. You don't know where those bills have been. I've always thought that was kind of grody. And now we may start rethinking that. I tell you, I, I like to use the debit card a little bit more. The credit card, if you've got one, a little bit more. It's, it's it's cleaner. Another example: crowded restaurants. I'm so happy that our restaurants aren't going to be nearly as crowded. Back when we're back to normal, I think you're not going to find that restaurants are going to be as crowded, and I think that's good. Crowded sporting events, another example. You think about after a game, everybody's elbow to elbow piling out to their vehicle after yelling and screaming at a game. I don't know. I've helped, I think that the virus has helped us to rethink the kind of situations that we want to put ourselves in or allow ourselves to be put in. Five, I think the virus helped us to understand that we can connect electronically through Zoom and and through team. I mean, this is a big thing. Uh, This was coming, it was on its way, but the the virus has dramatically expanded or accelerated the rate at which I think we're gonna do this. Uh, Six, the virus has helped us to understand that we may not need to go to work five days a week. We may not need to commute five days a week, that there's some things that can be done remotely quite easily and and with more productivity. Um, Seven, heck, I'm grateful I just didn't get the virus. Now, don't get me wrong. Overall, I think the virus is a tragedy. You know, hundreds of thousands of people um, have lost or will lose their lives still. However, I think there's some good things that we've learned as a result of this tragedy, and we can use these, you know, for our benefit on a, on a go-forward basis. So I'm grateful for what I have learned as a result of the virus. Uh, I'm grateful that we had an election now sure, half the country's not happy with the result, or about half the country's not happy. However, the fact that we had an election, the fact that we had an opportunity to say something, I'm grateful for that. I didn't even risk mailing my ballot in. I mean, I went to the box, and I marked that thing, and I dropped it in the box because it was important to me, perhaps more important this election than any election I can remember. Many countries aren't allowed to do this as often as we are. If ever, I mean, there's countries where they really don't have free elections anymore. And we have such a calm, although mostly calm this time, transition to power. And I think that's something that we should be grateful for. Heck, I saw an article just a few days ago about a country in South America that had three presidents in a week, in a week. We have somebody every four or eight years. And I'm grateful that it's that it's for the most part orderly for the most part, calm. And I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to have an election this year. I'll tell you what I'm really grateful for. I'm grateful that the stock stock market came back. Wow, it was almost down a third. Remember that? Those thousand dollar decline days were tough to accept. And to not sell everything and have cash and sit on the sideline was so tempting and it was so unnerving. And yet people tell you time and time again, don't don't buy on those dips that'll almost always come back. It's just a matter of time. And look at this, eight months later, it's almost back, despite some fundamental problems I think we still have with our own economy. And I think some hurt that still is going to go around and, and is yet to be realized. But The stock market's back and the economy seems to be back. By the way, I got to tell you, uh, what the hell's going on out there? I was at Costco this morning and governments are talking about a possible downturn or a shutdown. And I saw people buying big old roasts and Dom Perignon and bags of this and boxes of that like there was like there was no tomorrow. I mean, what the heck? Are people really that optimistic still? Remember, you can learn a lot about the state of our economy by watching people roam around a store. And this isn't something that I've said. This is something that Peter Lynch said in his book years ago. We've talked about it. The same is true today. You want to see what businesses are doing good? Chances are you just go to the mall. Well, you don't go to the mall anymore. You you go to the store, walk around and see how they're operating. You know, I remember years ago, walking up and down the mall, trying to follow Peter Lynch's advice and you know it it's still true today there's lots of opportunity for all of us to go out and look for successful businesses go take a look at them see what's see who's busy see who's not um there's still lots of opportunity out there now these are just a couple things that that i'm grateful for what are yours well that's a wrap for today we're short and i said we'd be short But I've got a few business things that I've got to do, and then I've got to go buy some stuff for the the great feast, that feast which is going to be greatly enhanced by Zoom this year. A lot of people are complaining about having to get together over Zoom or team for Thanksgiving, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to do that, and it's one of many Thanksgivings, and we're going to find a way to make it work. Come on back after the holiday. I want to talk about the Christmas season again and some year-end issues. And we're also about eight months, nine months uh, after the virus first hit us. And I want to talk about some strategies on how to survive now that a vaccine is apparently near. So tune in. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.